Hello, 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 hello. Can anybody hear me? Hello, this is this is Alex, a- Alex Klein, the host of uh, Comics and Cinema. I'm uh, I'm trapped in in, uh, in Wednesday, but this podcast is coming out on Friday, guys. That's because I've got SoundCloud, and I and we'll see, we'll certainly see. But there was a feature on there that says that I can uh, publish a podcast in advance. Uh, for an instance where maybe I'm not available to do the podcast. And you know what? This week is the perfect week for me to test it out. So, guys, welcome to Back to the Future or Forward to the Past, an episode, a special, special episode of Comics and Cinema where I will be discussing some film uh, that is going to be coming out on Film Friday. But like I said, today's Wednesday, so if this doesn't work, I'm super sorry. I tried my best, but uh, if it does work, I knew it all along, and I knew it would work. So uh, we actually have some good stuff to talk about today, and um, first off, I'll just let you guys know what's coming out this weekend. We've got uh, a couple of movies, and just by the looks of these movies, this is going to be a quiet Labor Day weekend, and I think that's intentional, and that's because there's so many movies out this weekend Uh, Not only that, but there's a specific movie getting re-released as well that I will talk about here in a sec. So it looks like this weekend we've got The Fanatic coming out, which is uh, with John Travolta. And then we've got Killer Man as well, which is... uh, Who's in this? Oh, this is a Liam Hemsworth movie. Don't Let Go, which looked interesting from the trailers. The reviews are telling a different story. But this is, I think this is a Blumhouse movie with uh uh david oyello and um it's about a guy uh it's like a guy's fa- it says after a man's family dies in what appears to be a murder he gets a phone call from one of the dead people his niece and he's not sure if she's a ghost or if he's going mad but as it turns out he's not uh, and they make that clear in the trailer she's basically calling him from like the past and so he's trying to solve the murder from the future for her so that they don't die which is a very interesting concept so i'm kind of curious as to why it's not getting really good reviews, but well, who knows? We'll find out. We're also getting a movie called Official Secrets, which is a um, a movie with uh, the one and only Kira Knightley, and she's just Kira Knightley. Not only is she beautiful, but she's also very talented, and she seems to really love like war movies. And I mean, name your name your war. I think she's been in a war movie like every year. And so 2019 is no different. This is a movie, a true story about a British whistleblower who leaked info to the press about an illegal NSA spy operation designed to push the UN Security Council into sanctioning the 2003 invasion of Iraq. Um, this looks like it's a quiet movie because, uh, I, like I said, I, I, you know who's going to see these? I'm not sure. But what I am going to be doing my best to see, and the reason I'm doing this podcast in advance is because my cousin's coming into town, and so I'm going to be spending some time with him uh, for the next few days, along with my brother and my cousin, my other cousin. But uh, uh, we're going to all try to see the re-release of Spider-Man Far From Home. So that Spider-Man re-release comes out this weekend and confirmed that it is an extended cut. So not like the Avengers movie where the, the bonus features were in the back and they were poorly done. This is a, a real, it's going to be seamless in the movie apparently, which is interesting. I'm really excited to see it because that's, 
people are thinking it's the scene from the trailer where Spider-Man's talking to the cops. And if so, I would really like to see that because that I was really looking forward to seeing that trailer and that piece of the trailer in the movies and it never showed up. And despite, honestly, guys, despite what anyone says about this whole Sony, Disney, Spider-Man stuff, um, I'm going to just reiterate what Sean Gerber from Marvel Studios News said, which is this could be the last chance for you to see a Marvel Studios-made Spider-Man movie in theaters. One. Two, um... It, this Sony is not re. I mean, you're gonna they're getting more money, sure, but they're not re-releasing this movie to try and pass Avatar or try and pass some other movie. They're not shooting for that. This movie is already their number one movie of all time for Sony. So it's nothing more than what I'm seeing as just a fun chance to get to rewatch this great movie over Labor Day weekend, and maybe uh, maybe it will be be the bomb that everyone needs for those of you who are struggling with the Sony Spider-Man news, because uh, just because all that's happening does not um, does not take away from the fact that Far From Home was a amazing, truly amazing, pun intended, amazing, amazing movie. So uh, like I said, I'm really hoping to see that this weekend. If that's the only thing I see, great. If not, um, I may try and see something else too, but we'll see. So with that said, um, next up, we're going to be, uh, the, uh, we'll t- I'll talk briefly about the two movies that I saw so far this week um, as we're doing it as well. And these are these are interesting movies for sure. So I saw The Hustle with, uh, that's with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. And um, I wanted to see this movie despite the 35 on Metacritic. I wanted to see this movie because I loved Dirty Rotten Scoundrels growing up. I loved that movie. I I thought that movie was so funny. And Michael Caine and Steve Martin just were the perfect dynamic duo. The, the, uh, the capers that they did or the cons that they did were just perfect. The whole movie was, it was just, it was a good, funny movie. Like it, they didn't make a lot of those at that time. I mean, they did, but at least for me as a kid, I shouldn't have liked that movie as a kid just because it's, it's a very adult movie, but because Steve Martin is such a, um, slapstick type actor and, uh, Michael, Michael Caine is not that they just paired so well together. And so I think, obviously that um and i believe this was a universal pictures movie but uh i think they were just trying to capture lightning in a bottle which is fine i mean we're in that day and age now where enough time has passed that people are going to really start trying to make uh you know remakes of these movies and so i will tell you that this movie is is just an identical remake except with a couple new bits but um essentially they the of this house they're keeping the foundation but they're remodeling everything else so like there's still a skit where like in the first movie it was uh, steve martin played rubric where he was like the kind of psycho kid in the basement that was like oh yeah we'll get married but my brother rubric has to come with us and um in this it was a completely different character but rebel wilson was still playing like this really weird chick hiding in the basement um so this movie was directed by chris addison written by stanley shapiro and paul henning and uh, Dan Launer and Jack Schaefer and uh, wow, four people. Um, so you can I mean, look. I gave so I gave this movie a five out of ten. This movie I don't ever plan on watching this movie again. 
I don't e- I don't know if I would even recommend watching it. I mean, you could, I guess. There were some pretty there were some funny parts, but for the most part those funny parts were because I had seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and I was like, "Oh, that's right. I remember this part from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels." But it was never like, "Oh, Rebel Wilson, you're hilarious." Like, and I love Rebel Wilson. I also love Anne Hathaway. And they just were not the best duo, but they certainly weren't the worst. It was it it was it's tough and then the person that they got alex sharp the person to play the um the guy that they're both trying to get to con did a good job as well i think they tried to find someone who looked like mark zuckerberg and that's that's all well and good but like i said uh, by the end of this movie I, I i thought to myself i'm glad i saw it i'm glad i got to see it because i wanted to compare it to um dirty rotten scoundrels but i have absolutely zero desire to see this movie again now um, the other movie that i saw and I, wa- I watched this one with my brother was uh, Invader Zim Enter the Florpus, which is a Netflix movie based off of the show Invader Zim, um, which is, uh, and it's directed by Young Kyun Park and Joan Vasquez, along with, uh, written by Joan Vasquez and created by, so I think he's the creator of uh, Invader Zim. And then it's got some great voice acting by Richard Stephen Horvitz, Ricky Simmons, Andy Berman, Melissa Fawn. Uh, I was a huge um a huge fan of invader zim growing up uh wasn't something that i watched regularly but i always i laughed so hard at the dirty chicken episode and then obviously anytime anytime that zim freaked out because i just thought his like his shrill alien voice was so funny to me and i loved that it was like he always wanted world domination but he just never could do it like he could never do anything more than like haha i've taken out the fifth page of all of your textbooks and now you will fail ha <laughs> and so it was like okay zim like dude like you're not a good villain right and so uh this movie is essentially like a long form version of that but at the same time the the, the cool thing about this movie was um I think he doesn't he gets away with it and uh he and it's funny too so what the, I mean the premise of the movie and and if you remember the show is that he's on earth to basically conquer earth for the uh the tallest which is uh his his species and it's just it's literally as it sounds like tall people the tallest and they and so we find out in this movie that they hate Zim and they specifically sent him to Earth so that they wouldn't have to deal with him anymore. So there's this whole bit where he's like, Grr, find out where the tallest are. Like, are they almost here? Are they coming to Earth? And he like does this readout where it's like they're literally billions and billions of miles away, not even in the path of Earth. And so Zim's whole plan is to like teleport Earth in front of the tallest so that they have to come visit him. And it's, it's so funny the way that it does. Like the movie was, I was laughing so hard in this movie, uh, way more than I thought I was gonna. But um, that's essentially the premise of it. And it's cool because we got to see Dib and his sister who I loved in the show. And we got to see a ton more with uh, Dib's dad who in the movie or in the shows, at least the episodes I saw, you don't see him very often. He's always got his face covered and he was a badass in this, in this movie. (laughs) Like he was super cool. So, um, I would highly recommend checking out invaders in enter the floor. I enjoyed it. I gave it a seven out of 10. Um, great Netflix type movie to watch right before bed for sure. And so as I stated, 
This is a uh, special episode, and that's because I'm doing a trailer reaction in this episode. Now, 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 I, this is not a live trailer reaction because I didn't want to have to play the trailer and have you guys hear, you know, hear that over me going, huh. And for the record, I didn't even react to the trailer. I just, I enjoyed it. This is the trailer for Joker, the new Joker movie. Um, so just because I didn't react to the trailer does not mean I didn't like the trailer. I thought the trailer was amazing. And I actually am really excited for this movie, specifically because this I'm excited for this movie in the same way that I was excited for Logan back when I thought that James Mangold was going to uh, make the movie. And obviously, was it? No, 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 not. I'm sorry. No, he's the one who did do the movie when Darren Aronofsky was going to be making the movie. Essentially, I, I love those sort of one off sort of in the universe type comic book movies where they can really play around and do whatever they want with it. And this is going to be that movie I can tell for by now. I mean, it just got an R rating, which alone tells me that this movie is going to be dealing with some pretty heavy topics. And based on the trailer, I can tell that, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is, is bringing his a game. And, and, and that's, I can't say enough praise for Joaquin Phoenix. So I'm sure most of you know this, but movies directed and screenplay by Todd Phillips, along with Scott Silver as well on screenplay, but it's got Robert De Niro uh, and then Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Mark Maron is in this movie along with Zazie Beetz. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix, he's the, per- he's, he's the guy where when you go, oh, you know, who's in this movie? Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, okay, that's going to be a good movie. And yeah, he's made some movies that aren't so good. But for the most part, what's so special about Joaquin is he just brings this gravitas to the role where, I mean, just just as an example, I'm looking at his filmography right now. Her, he was phenomenal in that movie, really playing a real lonely man. And then uh, in Gladiator, he was great. Walk the Line. Um, even in Sisters Brothers, I wasn't a huge fan of that movie, but he was good in that. A real knockout performance of his that I think he's, I believe he's going to carry over is in You Were Never There or You Were Never Really Here, which was an insane, insane movie. And uh, he just, he killed it in that movie in Inherent Vice. Uh, it's just, you know, he's got his, he's just got a resume that would just blow your mind. Hotel Rwanda, The Village, Brother Bear, Signs, um, any other big ones? I think that's it. He was in Superboy in 1989 as uh, Billy Hercules, for those of you who are keeping count. But um, no, I mean, there's not much I even have to explain. When you 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 guys all know, Joaquin Phoenix was going to play Doctor Strange at one point, was the thought. And he would have made a brilliant Doctor Strange as well. But I'm really glad that he's playing the Joker because just based off of this trailer, holy cow, he really looks like he's going all in on it. And re- that, that whole spot where he was like... He's talking with his therapist, and she's like, this is the last time I'm going to see you. And he's like, all you ever do is ask me how my work is and if I'm have any neg- if i still having negative thoughts. I always have negative thoughts. And I was like, wow. I, I just think from what I've heard about this movie and that it's like capturing the sort of zeitgeist that we're in currently with uh, like – I don't even know because I've heard multiple different things about it. Obviously, it's going to deal with – this sort of culture that I think we've created for ourselves, this meme culture of, you know, everybody is so open these days about talking about how they're depressed and they do it now through like memes and through little gifts. And I I personally think that's really great, but it's like this passive depression of like, 
yeah, like laugh, laugh at me, laugh at my depression. Like, you know, you get those, those great memes where it's like the, the cat hiding under a hundred blankets. And it's like me when I think about having to get out of bed every day. And it's like, that's super sad. That's, that sucks that you don't, you can't get out of bed, but that's such a cute cat. Like that's such a funny meme. So it's like, we've gotten to this level in our society where we collectively in our minds almost have to laugh at those things. Otherwise we are going to go insane and we're going to go mad of how, like how horrible the world is and how, how, you know, crappy the situation is. And I think, I think this Joker movie is really going to capitalize on that. And I think it's a, it's an area that I don't think a lot of people have really mined yet in terms of, uh, of movies. Now you, you see it every once in a while, at least I'd probably say in the last five years in films, but it's usually throwaway lines where like an act, like one of the characters in the show will say something like, yeah, cause I've got, you know, I have nothing else but crippling depression or yada, yada, yada. And, um, and so, but, but a whole movie dealing with a guy who is basically, um, been pushed to the breaking point who is, I mean, God, he even says that like that. I thought it was again, a funny joke, but it's not funny where he says, when I was a kid, I told people that I wanted to be a comedian and they all laughed at me. And now I am a comedian and nobody's laughing now. And it's like, like you can't help but laugh at that. But at the same time, it's like, that's like, that sucks, man. That, that, that's so rough. And, and like I said, it's the culture that we're in now in, in, in 2019, where, there's just so much content and there's so much going on in the world. I mean, you, you you can point it from the Sony Spider-Man deal to people hating on Disney to the fires in the Amazon to the um, the police issues in um, is it Hong Kong to all the crap that's been going on in, in, in everywhere. And again, I'm not trying to make this political. I'm just saying because of social media, because our brains are always on now, we can always find out what's going on at any anywhere in the world at any time. There's so many bad things going on that our brains can't process it, that we can't properly put like, oh my, like, oh, for example, oh my God, Sony and Marvel, like they, they, they fell through. No, that sucks. But wait a minute. Don't forget about the Amazon. Oh my God, the Amazon's burning down. Right, but California is also on fire. Oh, that's right. Oh, but also the whole world is on fire. Oh, are you kidding? Like at some point, your brain just kind of shuts off. And it's like, oh, okay, all right, cool. I'll just press the like button or the retweet, the retweet button, and and maybe maybe someone else with more agency than myself can fix this problem. But it, 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 that's the world we live in right now. So I think this is going to be a really interesting movie. I think it's gonna. I I hope it deals with that sort of thing, that crippling, uh, the crippling depression that so many people face, and what happens again, like when one man just reaches the breaking point. And so I personally think this movie is going to do really, really well, especially with an R rating and Joaquin Phoenix behind it. And not a lot of not a lot of buzz, but a lot of uh, I mean, you just watch the trailers. We know it's the Joker. We know it's a DC movie. But if if he didn't say that and whatever, you wouldn't know that this is a DC movie. There's no mention of Batman. There's no mention of Gotham City. And I think that is going to be this movie is going to be the movie that either it's either going to reaffirm DC's place in Hollywood. And if it does, then I think DC needs to own that 100% of being, yeah, Marvel, Marvel Studios is doing a phenomenal job of having a giant connected universe of movies. And then you go, oh, well, but DC is doing a really good job of having a bunch of 
uh, standalone, phenomenal standalone movies that you don't need to have any other background on, but also can be very adult and deal with very adult themes like uh, Joker or perhaps the new Batman or Birds of Prey movie. I doubt it for Birds of Prey, but you know, it, it could be that. And that would be the message that you could send. If everyone goes to see this movie, if somehow, you know, this movie is good enough that it gets nominated for some sort of Oscar or Golden Globe, that's going to send a message to uh, to Warner Brothers that this is the path that they need to pursue. And I think that's something that they do need to look at because their whole plan of, oh, let's make a connected universe, it failed. It, 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 it To quote Black Widow, it amazingly failed. And uh, I think they're learning from their mistakes slowly but surely. But, uh, that, you know, only time will tell. I, I think Wonder Woman was a phenomenal film. And, and again, this is a bonus issue, so I'm going to get to talk about whatever I want. We can start from the beginning. I think I think Man of Steel was a great film. I really liked Man of Steel. Um, uh, and I actually was going to make this joke the other day, but um, I was saying Disney Plus comes out on November 12th. And, uh, I'm actually going to be, I'm going to be fishing on November 12th. And and in my eyes, the first thing I thought of was like a meme, of course, of, uh, saying everybody, every like November 12th on the top. And then it says everybody watching Disney plus me. And it's like a gif of, uh, that scene in man of steel when Superman's on the giant, like crab rig, like the fishing ship, when the storm's blowing around and he's lifting up the crates and stuff, that's going to be me on Disney plus day. But I really liked man of steel. Uh, and this is probably a decisive opinion, but I like that he killed Zod. I thought that was awesome because, um, he, you know, he did what needed to be done. And I, I, that was one of the best interpretations I've seen of a superhero who typically doesn't do that sort of thing because he like, he kills Zod and then does, I've seen, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but this part just was ingrained in my head. He like screams after he kills Zod, almost like a, why did you make me kill you? Like, why? And I just, I remember that was just so powerful. Like, wow. Like he really, didn't want to do it, but he had to do it, and uh, it made sense for the film. And then you know you got some tie-ins to the bigger universe. And at the time, I, honestly, at the time, all I was going was, "When's Superman two coming?" Like I want to see a Superman two. And then you started getting the news about, oh, maybe there's gonna be a Batman movie. Yeah, blah blah blah. blah. And then uh, boom, Batman v Superman came out. Saw it in theaters. Um, didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. I did like some parts of it though. I, I, it's not a horrible movie overall, but it's also not a good movie overall. There's a lot of really bad parts. I mean, why? That's not my Wonder Woman's entrance song, but you know what? That's the entrance song that we got. And for some reason they thought that it was a good idea to continue that in the new Wonder Woman. But BVS was, I only liked it because it was pretty, I mean, come on, it was pretty cool to see Superman fight Batman. I mean, we all wanted to see it. It would have just been nicer if there would have been a buildup for it, like like with the MCU, but we can't, you know, we can't all be perfect. And then they just flat out put out Justice League. And I think I'm, am I even skipping over? I think I'm skipping over Suicide Squad and that's something I'll gladly skip over. I did not like Suicide Squad. I liked the first 15 minutes of Suicide Squad and, and it's so sad because Suicide Squad, you could so blatantly tell, had been reworked so many times because there was a really cool like intro sequence for a few of the characters at the very beginning of the movie. And then once all of the characters got gathered together, there was another intro sequence for all of them. So it was like, okay, you 
Like, you could tell that they did it twice sort of thing. Like, they did one cut, and then they were like, oh, well, maybe we should do this. And then it was like, well, did we forget to take it out? Maybe. Regardless, the movie was not good. The only thing I liked about it, like I said, was the characters were cool, but even some of the people playing them was, eh. I liked Harley Quinn. She was cool, but still a little much. And, guys, you may not know this about me, but that, I mean, this is a... I don't even know if I want to share this, guys. Uh, wait, but... Hold on, I'm getting word that this is a special this is a special back to the future forward to the past episode where we reveal certain things about about our host that people may not know, things that uh may put a target on my head that may uh may put me in danger and um and oh man, God's help me. Guys, I'm uh I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer, guys. I Oh, I'm a gamer and I'm not afraid to I'm not afraid to share it. I like playing video games and and um I I'm going to warn you guys right now as a gamer, I can confidently say that we have infiltrated the highest levels of society and we are ready to strike at any moment. Ah 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 and if that's an inside joke for anybody, I'm super sorry because the gaming community has rallied around the Joker and specifically, I mean, all the Jokers, but they specifically keep pulling Jared Leto's Joker because of how bad he was, but <laughs> as, as a gamer, and it's always the, it's like, ah, we've, we've infiltrated your highest levels of society. Ah, ah, ah. I guess if you have to explain a joke, it's not funny, but uh, in a sense, that's kind of who the Joker is, right? And that's me. I am. That's another reason I'm excited for this Joker movie. That's me on screen, guys. If you haven't, if you can't tell by now, I'm the guy that's going to do his stand-up routine and get up there and say something like, "Hey, you know, what's the deal with nobody laughing at me?" And then everyone's going to laugh at me, and they're and I'm going to say, "Ha, there we go!" And they're going to go, "We're laughing at you, idiot!" And I'm going to say, oh, "Okay, you know, I'll take my leave." But um, no, so that I don't even want to talk about Suicide Squad anymore. Honestly, uh, I'm moving on to better better things, which is Wonder Woman. I loved Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was so good. That cinema experience was just amazing. It certainly wasn't a Marvel cinema experience, but getting to see Wonder Woman walk out onto the no man's land battlefield and just kick ass was amazing i was so i loved that movie so much that i actually created a youtube video which is still up on youtube uh that you can find that is a um it's a i was like this i bet you the trailer it was the trailer for wonder woman i synced up the trailer with are you ready for it or ready for it the song by taylor swift off her reputation album was it reputation it doesn't matter what album it was but it was it 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 syncs up perfectly almost it's probably like a 95 percent completion of how perfect it is with the boom 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 like wonder woman was so badass in that movie it was um it was awesome it was such a good movie now with that said i thought the story was really weak and i thought the villain was super weak as well and so were all of her teammates to me personally it just felt like a a mashup of all of the sort of super and I, I've said this before I'm just not a, I'm not a big war movie fan specifically like World War one and World War two and I've said it before it's just I've seen so I've seen it too many times I certainly have not seen that no man's land sequence before but I've seen the sequence where you've got the the reluctant Irish sniper who you know is a sure shot but won't shoot anything the 
token Native American who makes smoke signals, and that's about it. The um, the the lead guy who is the love interest, the sneaky conniving uh, um, guy, the one guy who you know he he snuck in uh, Chris Pine's character, the guy he was also in John Wick, and then I feel like there was even one more person on their team, but it just I don't know the way that they acted, their acting, it just it was weird. I I didn't I honestly I just I was a little put off by it, and not in a horrible way. It's just I was like after like the third or fourth time I watched the movie, it was like eh, okay I, I just I didn't enjoy those parts, and so for me that and again the whole. I liked the female villain, um, the do- the evil doctor, Doctor Poison. I thought she should have just been the main villain. She that would have been cool, but it had to be Ares, and it had to be um, just. And I loved the guy who played Ares. He's from Harry Potter. He was great. But the whole transformation into Ares and all that was kind of dumb. The whole, oh, I've been here the whole time. Like, we kind of saw that coming. But the fight between her and Ares was pretty badass. That that fight was crazy. The explosions were nuts. But again, the CGI was just a little off too. And that CGI carried into Justice League, which uh, I did not like. Just- oh, I gave Justice League a 7 out of 10. And that's because I was really happy to see all of the Justice League on screen together. But it was just in the worst way. Like, it was so contrived. It was not earned at all. Like, oh, surprise, here's Cyborg. Oh, here we go. Superman is suddenly a good guy now. Like, they didn't even deal with half of the... Like, what is Lois Lane even doing in that movie? She doesn't do anything in that movie. She did not need to be in that movie. Uh, Which is sad because the only female in that movie was Wonder Woman who actually did anything and she was a badass. But they could... I just... There were a lot of misses in that movie, and I'm not—I know I'm not alone in that thought—and and it's sad because again, I I don't wish ill will against DC. I would love it if all of their movies were as great as the Marvel movies, and and that is completely objective. I know my brother will argue with me on that, but in terms of of a good story, Marvel's got DC beat ten to one on all of those movies. Um, just in terms of connecting things and and being well written, cool twists. But then you got then you get Aquaman, and I loved. Aquaman. I th- Aquaman's one of my favorites now. It's it's more I like it more than a lot of the Marvel movies. Aquaman was just a beautiful movie. I love the ocean. Uh they made Mira a badass. They made uh Aquaman's mom a badass. Like everyone got their due. Everyone got a cool action scene. There were explosions and colors and I got to tell you guys if you don't have that movie on 4K, I would highly recommend it. It's probably one of the best 4K experiences that I've I've had watching a movie on on a, you know, 4K TV. Especially the scenes with the giant battle, the scene where Aquaman and Mira kiss finally and all the explosions are around them. It just like I said it, it takes your breath away. And so after Aquaman, I said to myself, I think DC knows what the, I think DC thinks they know what they're doing and I think they're starting to try and move in that direction. And so I really hope that Joker is the next good step in that direction because like I said, if they pull that off, if they make this a great movie, then um, I'm gonna be excited for future movies. But I'm still gonna be cautious because like I I'm glad James Gunn is gonna be doing the new Suicide Side Squad movie, but I'm still a little iffy on that one. I, I'll go see it for sure. But the big, the big if one is going to be uh, that Birds of Prey movie, and I, obviously I'll need to see a trailer before I, I pass judgment on that, or or Batman too. I, I need to see a trailer for that as well. But I honestly, I, I wish, I always wish the best for DC. I would love it if we got more comic book movies 
that are not Marvel movies. And and I'm not saying to not have Marvel movies. I want them, but I also would like more of the other ones instead because I, I, I somehow always try to turn those into events when I'm going to see them in the theaters. And, and in terms of like whooping and cheering, I don't remember... I don't remember if that's ever happened in a DC movie that I've been in, but it's it's high time that it has happened, and hopefully maybe, maybe that'll happen in Joker. I don't know. I really don't, but you know, only time will tell. But based off of this Joker trailer, I'm in. I'm excited. I'll definitely be pre-ordering tickets and trying to see it opening night for sure. So that wraps up this special Back to the Future, Forward to the Past episode of Comics and Cinema. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know if this was annoying or crazy. But I apologize because if you let me know, I probably won't see it until, uh, let's let's face it, I'll be on my phone this weekend. But uh, I will talk with you guys again on Sunday, and I will hopefully be able to let you guys know how the Far From Home experience is when we see the re-release. And then if we end up watching anything else, I'll let you know about that as well. But for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you so much for listening.